This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a few minutes. It is Tuesday morning, and I still don't know what the heck happened on Sunday, y'all. And I really don't even know how to feel about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Raiders, they pulled off a miracle. They survived against the Jets. The Jets. I can't believe I even said it. They survived against the Jets. Are you serious? <laughs> the winless Jets? Anyhow, 31-28 was the final. The Raiders improved to 7-5 and on the season to keep their playoff hopes alive. But holy cow. Talk about a roller coaster of emotions. The way the game started, you're like, bruh, again? Are we in for another long day? Back-to-back weeks? What? And then, you know, the defense forces three turnovers, and you're like, all right, all right, all right, here we go, here we go. Then the offense gives the Raiders an 11-point lead in the third quarter, right? And you're like, okay, Raiders about to put this game away. Nope. (laughs) Jets score 15 unanswered points. They go up by four with about five minutes left, courtesy of a Henry Ruggs fumble. That That was rough. And then you still think it's all good, you know? This may be ugly, but Derek Carr is about to engineer a go-ahead scoring drive. Raiders are going to win this game. Then on fourth and three at the nine, Hunter Renfro scores. And you're like, oh, yeah, Renfro is clutch. Woo-woo! Oh, wait, I see a flag. Holy cow, what happened? Hmm. Touchdown called back because of offsetting penalties. Raiders still have a chance, though, right? But you're not feeling good about it. Oh, dear. Carr misses Aguilar. Raiders turn it over on downs with 142 left. Game's over, right? Season's over, right? Deja vu from last year all over again. How? This team? Supposed to be better than that. Hold up, what? They still have a chance. Hold on, what? They get the ball back? Yeah, Raiders defense forces a three and out, and the Raiders had two timeouts left, so they do get the ball back with 35 seconds left, which, by the way, was bullcrap because... They should have had more time left on the clock because Johnson went out of bounds and the clock should have stopped. But shocker, the refs called forward progress and the clock kept running. So the Raiders, again, get the ball back with 35 seconds left, looking for a miracle. Waller picks up 15. Great. Clock it. Then Carr overthrows Aguilar and you're like, that was it. That was the game. That was our chance. But holy cow. Greg Williams, thank you, thank you, thank you, goes cover zero, brings the house, Carr recognizes it, and bam, 46-yard touchdown strike to Henry Ruggs. Raiders' season is saved. How did that happen? I don't know, but I'll take it. Just win, baby. Now, with that said, 
I am still very concerned. I will discuss all of that with JJ. But before we bring him on, let's go over some news and notes. Waller becomes the fourth tight end in NFL history with 200 yards and two touchdowns in a single game. Ooh, Waller is a baller. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We all knew that, obviously. Um, I'm just really happy he's with the silver and black. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. In my opinion, the best tight end in the National Football League this year. If it wasn't for his big day, the Raiders would have gotten killed. He just completely destroyed the Jets' defense all game long. Now, some injury updates. As of yesterday, Monday, things weren't looking so good for some key Raider players. Josh Jacobs, you know, missed Sunday's game dealing with an ankle injury. Jonathan Abram was held out with the knee. And Damon Arnett left the game with a concussion after colliding with Frank Gore on that second play of the game. So back-to-back weeks for him suffering a head injury. That's not very good. And on Monday, John Gruden, not confident that they're going to be back this week. Maybe he erred on the side of caution because, you know, it's still early in the week and he has to hear from the medical staff, yada, yada, yada. But we'll see. Raiders, they're going to need them. And they will definitely need right tackle Trent Brown. So Trent Brown was removed from the COVID-19 reserve list on Monday. But again, Gruden didn't sound confident about him either. So we're not sure if, if Brown or the other guys will suit up on Sunday against the Colts, which is a huge AFC showdown with playoff implications on the line. Whew, we shall see. Again, Raiders sure need those guys. Raiders need to get healthy quick. All right, before we bring in JJ and discuss what happened on Sunday and look ahead to their battle versus Phillip Rivers and the Colts, we have to take a quick break, but stay where you are. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, 2020 has really reshaped how we work, and businesses across the globe are challenged every day to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Now, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, so you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so that you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering Blue Wire listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now to all my NFL listeners out there, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So, why don't you head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back. Time now to bring in my good friend, former Super Bowl champion wide receiver, current NFL Network analyst, and soon-to-be San Jose Sports Hall of Fame inductee, James Jones. Sounds so good. I'm going to say that every week. 
Yeah, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. Whoever thought, what's going on? No, man, we all should be feeling good, man. Raider Nation had us all in here pulling out our hair, flipping our couches, uh, breaking our TVs, all that, <laughs> all that funny stuff, man. And then they finally found a way to win a ball game. Well, JJ, hold on. Let's keep it three hundred, okay? Mm. If we're keeping it three hundred, we were texting near the end of the game. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, holy crap. Maybe I was cursing up in there, you know, but I'm not going to tell the people that I was doing that. And you sent some text back to me, and it was confusing. It was like a gif, and it was like, damn shame. And I said, huh? And then you were like, hold up. What happened? Because you turned off the television, JJ. You stopped watching the game, so you didn't even know that the Raiders had won. No, and I didn't stop watching TV. I turned the Raiders game. I said, you know what? We didn't get it on fourth down, man. This one here is over, man. So I, I changed the TV. I said, I don't want to be – I'm not sitting here watching the Raiders lose to the Jets. I don't I don't want to see that. So yeah. I changed the channel. So when you text me, I'm like, yeah, it's a damn shame, man, with my little gift. And then <laughs> – I didn't get the response that, you know, I knew I should get if the Raiders had lost that game. So that's why I'm like, wait, wait, wait. She's too calm and relaxed over there. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then that's when you text me the clip and you like Derek Carter, Henry Ruggs. I'm like, what? How did they get the ball back and how did they let the Raiders score? So that's why I was shocked, man. As you know, JJ, that final play got highly criticized. Greg mm-hmm. Williams who has since been fired by the Jets, goes cover zero, calls an all-out blitz, and basically that's all she wrote. Yeah, Derek Carr finds Henry Ruggs, 46-yard touchdown, and just like that, J.J., they saved the season, right? But who in their right mind would bring the house in that situation? J.J., there's 15 seconds left. That's when you play prevent defense, right? What the heck was Greg Williams thinking? Is this like the ego getting the best of him, you know, trying for the knockout punch and then it backfired? Or, hey, the blitz has been working all game long. Let's try it again. I don't know. Like, what is going on? Because I know at the network they had to have talked about this play. For the last couple of days. <laughs> the not, first off, the knockout punch. I mean, that is how you trying to say that we are going to win this game. Knockout, the, the knockout punch is winning the dang game. You are 0-11. How would you not drop your people back and rush three or rush two yeah. and drop your people back, man, and force Derek Carr and them to throw a Hail Mary or throw that thing short and you come rally up and tackle? Who in the world play zero coverage and it's not even man to man like you had safety help no you know you brought the whole house and played zero coverage yeah like for me number one you deserve to be fired for doing that like we all trying to scratch and claw and get our way out of this 0-16 uh season that we are looking at and we got a chance to win this ball game easily like this shouldn't even be hard Drop back, 15 seconds left, play prevent defense, nobody behind you, bat the dang ball down and win this game and get your first W. And and I'm sitting there, I'm not sitting there watching it. But now that <laughs> You're I, definitely not sitting yeah, there watching it. <laughs> now, that I, now that everybody done showed me to play and everybody has showed the coverage and all that, I'm like, dude, I don't understand how a head or how a coach could could call that play when you are struggling trying to win a ball game that's absolutely stupid and yeah I would have fired him in the locker room too I don't care if he was my <laughs> best friend from from elementary school all my coaching staff bro you fired man we we not we that's stupid defense and it's funny because actually I think it was Mike Silver on your network uh reported that Adam Gase when he heard zero he was like huh and he turned to the sideline and it was too late already they already snapped the ball so <laughs> even Adam Gase was like what in the world are you doing bro and apparently people like pulled up tape about how um he always i guess in the past this is nothing new you know that in hail mary situations that he does bring the house but apparently according to espn this has not happened since 2006 or has never ever happened ever since they started keeping this kind of stat since 2006 they actually brought eight 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 guys yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, just just even thinking about it. If, if to be honest with you, if I was the Jets players, I would have doubt have checked out of that. Yeah, yeah. Like once I whoever got the green dot on their helmet, getting they're that like, "No, nah, we ain't doing that." No, zero. And I hear, "Nah, bro, prevent, no. 
prevent. It's 15 seconds left. We're not running no dang cover zero, man. I, I, I know we respect the coaches and all that type of stuff, but no, nah, man, we're trying to win the game. It's 15 seconds left in the game. We got to bat the ball down twice. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? Exactly. That, that's it. They get two plays to throw this ball up. Hail Mary, we bat it down twice, and we are not looking like the Detroit Lions 0-16, <laughs> man. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, like, that's ridiculous. And and the players after the game, they called them out. So, you know, they were not happy. I wouldn't be happy either. You had the chance to freaking finally get your first one of the season. Who cares about, you know, quote-unquote, taking for the first pick? Nah, you trying to win the game. Oh. <laughs> you trying to win the game. Yeah, and it's a good thing Adam Gates fired him because if you didn't fire him, then we all will be sitting here looking like, yeah, they wanted, they all wanted to take. But it's so but stupid, though, crazy. because they're all about to get fired. So why are you going to take for the yeah, next exactly. coaching staff? But you know what I'm saying? So nothing makes sense, but. Yeah, but still, though, you, yeah, nothing makes sense, especially cover <laughs> zero. Boy, you crazy. And you know what? Actually, I was looking back at the play. I watched it like a thousand times. And one thing that I noticed, obviously, Carr and Ruggs get all the credit, right, for that final play. Yeah. But Jalen Richard, did you see him pick up the blitz? That I did was... see him pick up the blitz. But what I took from the play. What? What did you take? What I took from the play after I watched it, after everybody had called me and texted me and said, did you see that? And I said, no. What'd and I went back and seen the play. What'd you see? Henry Ruggs ran a stutter go. Yep. I don't care if it's cover zero. What are you biting on the stutter for like you about to go get an interception? <laughs> I, that, that's what I'm, I'm looking at the DB like, what is you even breaking on this stutter for going for this double move, knowing that all you got to do is not get beat deep and the game over? Why is you even going for that? Like, you should be like, oh, you running a, a, a stop route? Go ahead, run that stop route and catch the ball and I'm just going to tackle you. You know what I mean? How is you even coming down, biting on that, leaving them that wide open? I was like, man. Number one, coach is stupid. Number two, <laughs> player stupider, man. <laughs> Seriously. But either, either way, JJ, that was just insane, you know? And it's funny because, like, I went from going, wow, the season is over, same old Raiders, we suck, fire everybody, I'm pissed, right? I'm, like, not even looking. I didn't even know that we got the ball back until I kind of looked up because I'm texting about to send this evil tweet Thank God I didn't press send, right? Mm -hmm. So I go from like, I'm pissed and I look up to, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, the season is still alive. And it's funny, I actually posted on Twitter a gif of The Undertaker coming back from life because, you know, that's exactly how it felt and that's exactly how it was. You know, the Raiders literally, their season was over. You turned the TV to another channel. It was over. And then all of a sudden... No, wait, hold up. We got some life. And like Al Davis would say, you know, just win, baby. <laughs> but but JJ, that's all true and everything. The goals and expectations that the Raiders have for the season are still, you know, in front of them. But if they want to fulfill these goals and expectations, JJ, the way that they played the last two weeks is not going to get it done. Right. They got to figure this thing out. It should not have come to that, you know. As you mentioned, they're playing the winless freaking Jets. And when they got up by 11, they should have put the game out of reach, right? And yes, I know that you're, you know, without some key players, but they should have easily beat this team. It was really embarrassing. So I came away with kind of mixed feelings because I'm happy that the Raiders won. I'm happy that their season is still alive. But you said last week, JJ, if they barely beat the Jets, that you're not going to feel good about the Raiders' chances making a deep playoff run. And you're absolutely right. Watching them these last two weeks, I'm scared now. Yeah. I, I'm really scared. And, and and it's tough for me because you can't even sit over here and say they miss a key players because the Jets, no disrespect, absolutely stink and got and, and don't have any players. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they playing with backups everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't sit here and say like you played the Steelers or the Packers or something and you didn't have Josh Jacobs or, you know, uh, incognito and you know, all these other players. Like, you played the Jets, who was beat up, who was 0-11, who don't have a lot of star players at, at any position. You know what I mean? And you went out there and you played like that. And I do understand. I'm always on here. My glass is always half full. Yep. I'm always on here saying, Positivity. you know what, Raiders could do this, Raiders could do that. This is what didn't happen. But the Raiders the last two weeks have not been playing good football. And it's crazy just to watch these last two games you know, after we've seen them on national TV play their tails off against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm sitting here watching the game like, what happened? 
You know what I mean? Like the Kansas City Chiefs had no chance of stopping us. The defense played played okay, you know, bend but don't break. But I'm like, what what happened from that game to where these last two games we basically laid an egg? And, yeah, you came out of it with a win in in New York, but the last two games you you have not been playing good football. And that does not give me confidence, especially going up against good football teams if if we are able to sneak into the playoffs. And it's funny that you say that because, J.J., for the whole season, except for the last couple of weeks, you said the Raiders know who they are. There are not many teams in the National Football League that know who they are. Mm -hmm. And now I'm coming out of here like, who are the Raiders? Are they the Kansas City Chiefs team, you know, that they play when they play against the Kansas City Chiefs team? Or are they the Raiders that just laid a freaking egg, you know, in Atlanta? And barely squeaked a freaking miracle win in New York. You know what? Right now they're looking like the Raiders that play to their competition. <laughs> That's how they play that, down to the competition, play up to their competition. Play up to their competition. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Because, okay. you know, the Falcons loss is really the only loss that they got really beat up this season, you know, and nothing went their way. You know what I mean? And then you're like, okay, they're going to go back to the drawing board. They are not going to want this taste in their mouth no more. They're going to come out in this game, you know, just hair on fire, ready to go. And they did not play well in this ball game neither, man. And especially on the offensive side of the ball, because to be honest with you, the defense packed a lunch pail. And the defense well, came first to play. Half, first half, but then they got gashed on the ground for over 200 yards. But what I'm saying is, uh, our, you know, beggars can't be choosy, right, Fowler? We say <laughs> we want right. middle of the pack. No, right? yeah, we middle say, of the pack. They got takeaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, say yeah, we yeah. want a couple takeaways, get this ball back to yeah, D.C. Yeah, and right. the offense. That's all we need from the defense. Yeah, and they right. did their part. You're right. You know what I mean? And the offense came out there, man, and did not do their part. And they did not take care of the football, you know, and it was plays in that game that, uh, yeah, they wish they could have back, but they just did not play well on offense. They did not look in sync. And, yes, I've been saying it the whole year that they know who they are. And, yeah, Fallon, you're right. They did not look like they knew who they are. They was all <laughs> over the place not making plays. So, hopefully, like I said, this is another eye-opener for the Raiders mm-hmm. to know that you cannot play to the competition <laughs> and or you will be going home early if you sneak into the playoffs or you won't be in the playoffs, period. period. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to have to figure it out quick because they have the Colts and the Dolphins up next, which will have some playoff implications on the line entering these next two weeks. Oh, that's two big games. Exactly. You said they got Colts first or Dolphins first? No, Colts and then Dolphins. We'll get to that a bit later, JJ, but I do want to talk about a few individual players from the game. So I'm not sure if you know, but your guy, Derek Carr, he set an NFL record for most fourth-quarter comebacks in league history through a player's first seven seasons with 20. So he has 20 fourth-quarter comebacks. Um. And obviously, I'm pumped up for my guy, but let's be real, JJ, he had a rough game. <laughs> you yeah. know, protection was suspect, uh, but he missed wide open receivers a bunch of times and had mm-hmm. people on Twitter talking about, you know, bringing Mariota, you know, after they thought the season was over. And I'm like, yeah, pump your brakes, okay? Well, yeah, he missed man. wide open targets, and that was troublesome. But guess what? He rarely yeah. misses those throws. He yeah. usually drops it right in the bread basket, and usually it's the wide receivers that make the drops, right? I'm kind of chalking this one up to, okay, listen, you're coming off an embarrassing loss against the Falcons, you're playing the winless Jets, and as you said, J.J., you know, last week, playing a team that hasn't won a game is very scary. You don't want to be the team to hand them their first win. So maybe he was pressing, doing a little too much, his booty hole a little tight, like you like to say, like I like to say. (laughs) But, But also... Honestly, and this is probably something people are going to tell me to shut up about, but I just gave birth to a child. So, you know, you also have to take account, he, his wife just gave birth to their baby girl. You have all these emotions, a ton of stress. I'm sure a lack of sleep, except for when, you know, they were on the East Coast and he was able to sleep in the hotel bed. But still, you know, you just had a freaking baby. But basically it was a long, tiring week for, for uh, Derek Carr. So in my mind, I'm giving him a pass. And also, the Raiders won. So, again, I'm going to give him a pass. Shut up with this Mariota talk, okay? Yeah. Well, number one, shut up with the Mariota talk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, num- that's number one. I mean, come on now. I mean, shoot. D.C. ain't showed y'all and done enough to, to, to be the starting quarterback of, of, the, of the, look, I want to say Oakland Raiders, of mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he hasn't done enough, and he he's the only quarterback that has a bad game every now and then. Because I'm watching the National Football League, and a lot of these dang quarterbacks have having bad games, and they fans ain't coming for their head. But that's that's a to- that's a totally different story. But listen, yeah, we all have them. He came out there, and he wasn't on his A game. Yeah. You know, and thank God, you know, he had an opportunity with that last drive to go down there and bounce back and say, shoot, sometimes it, it ain't pretty. But as long as you find <laughs> where to win and that's what they did, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it was tough to go. If you feel good going into the locker room after the game. Like, oh, we thank you because I played terrible. And we snuck out. Oh, and here he was mad win. and he was mad. Yeah. He said that you even while he was talking, he was like, I'm so mad. I missed those throws like the one to Aguilar. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And, and, and that's the type of dude that D.C. is. But yeah. what I will say to D.C. and if D.C. was on this podcast with us right now, he knows that if he doesn't play well, this team ain't going nowhere. Period. Period. I don't care. I don't care how good our run game is. I don't care if our defense gets 10 takeaways in the first half. Yeah. Derek Carr knows if he does not play well, this team does not go far. Yeah. So and he understands that. So that's why when he sat up there, he was mad he missed those throws because he knows that, listen, I got to play at a high level, MVP level. Yeah. If my team is going to be able to make it to the playoffs and make a push in the playoffs, period. Because you don't have a top 10 defense. You probably don't even have a top 20 defense right now. If so, it's on the edge. I don't know the numbers, but you are going to have to play at a high level. And you did not play at a high level in the Jets. And that's why he's on himself so hard. So to be honest with you, we're mad at the fans, but DC is more mad at himself than the fans could ever be at him. And I know that from pure experience, from playing with the kid and starting and start 0 and 10 with the kid, knowing (laughs) how much pressure he puts on himself. So yes, he did not play well and he will bounce back and play well. But the good thing is, is he had a chance to make a play at the end and he he made a play at the end. You know, it's, it's crazy because it's like, it's like the NBA, you know, LeBron and them could have the worst game possible, but they make that game winner. They whole team jumping on them, tackling them to the ground and all that. And when he get on the, on the podium, they're going to say, how'd you make that shot? They ain't worried about the bricks. Exactly. I mean, they ain't worried about all that. And that's exactly how it was. Yeah. Yeah. I played bad, but I made the play. When I had to make it. Yeah, he didn't play well in a win. So, you you know what I'm saying? So, you can't really be mad about that. You just hope that it doesn't happen, you know, in these next two weeks, these critical games. I want to talk about some guy that I have always talked about that needs more targets. That's Henry Rux. And JJ, Lord have mercy. I was two seconds away from writing him off. <laughs> I'm like, you're telling me he was the first wide receiver taken? You're telling me you could have had CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, even Chase yeah. Claypool, right? And y'all drafted Henry Ruggs? Well, guess what? We saw why they drafted Henry Ruggs on the game-winning touchdown because <laughs> he could take the top off of defenses, you know, with his speed. But I mean, J.J., he had a terrible game before that touchdown. We said we wanted to, you know, see him get more targets. He had the opportunity mm-hmm. to get more tar- targets. You know, he had that pass that bounced off his hands. It was picked off. Part of it was DC's fault, but really it was his fault. He kind of didn't want to get blasted by that defender. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he didn't finish the play, right? And then, <laughs> and then he fumbles and it leads to a Jets touchdown late in the game, right? Gives Jets a four point lead. But baby, I tell you, he redeemed himself, didn't he? He redeemed himself because he saved the season. <laughs> you know what? And you know, you know who I'm most proud of? Who? <laughs> Gruden for calling it for him, even though no, he had a rough. No, you're never gonna guess this. Okay, so I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> okay, I'm never gonna guess. Who are you most who, proud of? The person I am most proud of in this situation is Edgar. Bennett. Oh, the wide, the receivers wide coach. receiver coach. And the reason why I say this, Raider Nation, why? Is because I played with Edgar Bennett in Green Bay for five years. Edgar Bennett's pet peeve is you fumbling the rock. If you fumble that football, you are coming out and you are on the bench and you don't look at me until I call your number. He's done it with me. He's done it with Jordy. He's done it with Greg Jennings. 
He's done it with the veteran Donald Driver. He's done it with Randall Cobb. We all have been there. We even know on the football field when EB was our coach and you fumbled, just jog to the sideline. The next person coming in, we know your day is probably done. (laughs) And after he fumbled, I seen him come to the sideline. They showed him. They followed him. The first person there was EB. Edgar Bennett. And as he was talking to him, Fallon, yeah. I'm like, I'm talking to the TV like, EB, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't bench him. Don't take him out. <laughs> don't take him out, EB. I'm, I'm talking to the TV like, he's young, EB. Give him a chance. We need him out there. Don't do it. Don't mess his confidence up. Don't take him out. So I want to sit here and say, Coach, I'm proud of you, man, because I know, <laughs> I know how bad he wanted to say. And he used to tell us like this. This is his favorite words. He used to say, hey, Hoss, come on out. You're on the bench. So, <laughs> so when I seen him talking to him, I'm talking to the TV like he talking to me. And I'm like, hey, Hoss, don't take him out. Don't take him out right now, man. Let him go out there. Let him get some confidence back up to make a play. And he put him back in the game. And Henry Ruggs made a play. And I know it was a good feeling for both of them. But Heck I'm yeah. proud of Coach EB for not saying, hey, Zay, go. <laughs> Get in there. This dude out. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of EB for sticking with it, man. He's changing. He might be getting a little soft, but he's changing. <laughs> you know, I was laughing that whole time because I think that it was funny. But, JJ, you know what all I could think about when you were saying about how he hates receivers fumbling? Yeah. Are you, you I know, know I know where you're going. You're going to my double fumble. <laughs> All I kept thinking about was, thank yeah. God he wasn't your receivers coach hey, when you hey. double fumble. Hey, if I if I double fumble when EB was there, I probably I probably still be bench right now. Be honest with you, he actually probably got cut. Hey, <laughs> he would have benched me in training camp. I fumble like that twice. Like, bro, get out. Oh. You, you ain't going in. So thank God he wasn't my coach, man. Because well, he definitely wouldn't have gave me another chance double fumble. Oh, Nation, y'all remember that too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, JJ. I love you. I'm hey, sorry. that's all right. You know, JJ ain't sensitive, man. You know, I'm all good. That was, that was rough, JJ. Oh, my God. Anyhow, okay. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's not really funny. But after the game, uh, Henry Ruggs obviously spoke to the media. And he said that all he was thinking about on the sideline, you know, before that drive was, oh, my goodness, my dad is going to be mad at me. My dad is not going to be happy with me. And apparently it's his dad's birthday today. We're filming this while, shoot, actually Tuesday morning. Um, And he basically was saying that his dad was going to be very upset with him because he had a terrible game and he thought that's how the game was going to end. Because, you know, he didn't think he was going to have another chance. So he did it for Pops, man. That's who he was thinking about. So I thought that was pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, well, it's always good when you're just able to get a a second chance, man. That's that's huge to make a play. It don't really come around like that for for a lot of people, man. When you you make a mistake and, you know, have a chance to redeem yourself. It don't really happen like that all the time. Well, let's talk about another guy who the Raiders and Raider Nation needs to be thankful for. Who who am I talking about? Uh, you better be talking about Mullins. No, oh, that's I was talking about Darren Waller. What? Oh yeah, D Waller. Come on now. I mean, he he put on a show, bro. I mean, he He had the best game of his career. JJ, thirteen catches, two hundred yards. And two touchdowns. He did. My go fantasy nuts. team, my fantasy team was loving it. I'm just gonna let you know that. You know, I, I just I guess I just I'm just strictly on the defense and we was talking about my dude uh, Trayvon Mullen. Trayvon Mullen from uh last week. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, he's st- <laughs> he a lockdown corner, man. People keep trying him. He a lockdown corner. That was that was a heck of a play. But yes, Darren Waller. He did go crazy, and we needed every yard and every touchdown that he <laughs> that he got yes. uh, in that game. But yes, I mean he's a problem, man. I mean, even to be honest with you, the Jets player, the DB, I don't know who it was, but on the penalty when they were trying to go down there before they turned the ball over on, on fourth down, throwing it to Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I mean Darren Waller ran a slice route from the slot, a five yard slant, gave him a little outside outside nod and if he didn't grab him I mean the game was over it was a walk-in touchdown 
you know. So it was a it was a good play by him, but he's just a problem for for tight end. He's just a problem for 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 DBs. They too small. They can line him up everywhere, JJ. Yeah, everywhere on the field. Too slow. You seen him on the outside? Go out there and line up on the outside and mm-hmm. run that hitch route and catch it and break a tackle and and, and go to the touchdown. So he, he's just a problem. And they need to do that more. I would, So I would that's what I was going to say, JJ, because there's been games where I'm like, why aren't y'all going to Waller? Or why hasn't he been targeted more? Like, what is going on? He is literally our best pass catcher, right? And it seems like maybe Gruden knows, you know, teams um, are going to, you know, obviously give him more attention, you know, try to take him away. Maybe he plans for other guys to get involved. All right. That's fine to give him more attention. But but he has to be the focal point of the offense, in my opinion. Yeah, but what I want to see is I want to see you line him up outside more, you know. But he does, actually, they, JJ. He lines up everywhere. Every, but I'm saying every time they line him up on the outside as a wide receiver, you get the coverage that you want. Okay. And now if they want to play coverage, if they want to play cover two and put some help over the corner or the linebacker, then now you got everything you want to run the ball down down their throat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know Dan Waller a good blocker, but you ain't always got to have him in there in each runs formation. Spread them out. Spread teams out. We used to do it with Jermichael Finley all the time. Spread them out. Then you, you get the light box that you want and run the ball. And if they want to leave him out there one-on-one like they did in the game, then you throw it to him and let him get big. Busy. But I do feel like they have to get a little bit more creative of, of putting them out there and moving them around. Yeah, I just think in general he has to be the focal point of this offense that the Raiders have a chance, you know, down the stretch. I'm talking about like continuously, right? Consistency, because week in and week out, it's not Darren Waller, right? It's it's somebody else, which is fine as long as you're coming out with wins, right? But when Darren Waller it's having a big game. I believe that the Raiders, you know, also have big games and, and win games. So, and then you didn't have Josh Jacobs. So clearly that also, you know, allowed the passing game to open up more because we were having difficulties in a, in a rough day um, in the run game. But him and Josh Jacobs need to be the focal point of this offense, period, in my opinion. But let's talk about the defense real quick before we look ahead to, to the Colts. I just wanted to show some love to one guy, and that is Cleveland Farrell because all the time I always say how the jury is still out on Cleveland Farrell because he Mm -hmm. was taken you know fourth overall by the Raiders last season we all know everybody was scratching their heads with that pick right but Sunday he had the best game of his career um, as a Raider obviously it's a short career young career and he looked forgive me I know this might be a reach but he looked a little Khalil Mack-esque in a way because he had not one but two strip sacks Okay, two strip sacks, a pass breakup, and six tackles, right? I mean, he would just looked good because usually this is a guy who's solid at stopping the run and not getting to the quarterback. But he got home and hit a big way, clearly, you know, on Sunday. Um, and he was back, J.J., after missing two games. And he actually felt a little responsible for those two games because he was on the, you know, COVID-19 reserve list. He yeah. thought that he let his team down. So he came back with something to prove, and he looked really good. You're absolutely right. And I, when I was watching the play before I turned the game after they got stopped, he just this was the first game that I really watched him and he looked comfortable, like playing fast. You know, it's been a lot of games where I'm like, man, let me zoom in on the young fella and see what the young fella about to do. And he just looked like the speed of the game was ahead of him. You know what I mean? And yeah, he might you know, stop the run here and there, bat down the pass here and there. But I'm just like, hey, man, he looked like he playing slower than everybody else. You know what I mean? You see Max on the other side flying around and you like, this dude just looked like he playing slower. This was the first game I watched him like, man, I felt like, yeah, he got there twice and, and, and caused fumbles. But I'm like, shoot, I felt like, oh, here he come again. I was getting that feeling in the game. Like, man, he about to get another <laughs> one. Here, here he come again. He just looked like he playing faster than everybody and he's comfortable. So that's what I like to see. And even coming off the when he when he got the sacks and, and coming off the sideline and just looking at him, I'm like, dang, the young fella really playing comfortable. He's moving fast out here. It looks like it's starting to slow down a little bit for him. And he's out there making plays. I'm just happy for him because I'm telling you, with these first rounders, you know, you're like, please hit. Please hit. Yeah. You know, because they obviously found Max Crosby in the in the fourth round. And I'm just like, if Farrell was a bust and then you got Harry Ruggs being a bust, I'm going to be like, Lord Jesus, what are we doing? But I'm glad to see 
you know him, work his tail off. Both of them are still young, so we, I know. we shouldn't even be in the I, bus conversation. I right. know, but you you know how impatient Raider Nation is, and I there are a lot of that, other there are a lot of other rookie edge rushers, DNs, and uh, other rookie wide receivers that are playing well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Too, but I don't know. You know how I am, man. I'm just like, dude, you got to give these dudes time to get better. You know what I'm saying? And not every pick is a home run pick. We yeah. understand that. Not every yeah, pick is a home run pick. Home but run. if if you but if the coaches are doing their job and they're developing these players, then you see stuff come to fruition just like Cleveland Farrell. You know what I'm saying? His hard work has paid off. I believe he put on like 13 pounds this offseason, even with this pandemic going on. So, you know, his hard work is paying off. We see the player and the potential that he has. And obviously he can just get better from here. So that's what I'm hoping. And also Henry Ruggs, you know, this was a huge uh, boost of confidence, hopefully, for him, right, going forward. Hey, I can make home run plays like this. He did it in college. We know that he can do it in the National Football League. Hopefully he now knows. And hopefully we'll see more of those highlight plays, highlight type of plays, you know, in the next few games um, and in the future. Because, J.J., that was ugly. The Raiders won. But now they have a showdown with the Colts at home. With big, big playoff implications on the line. We got the Raiders at seven and five. You got the Colts at eight and four. Both teams battling for a wild card spot right now, currently. Uh, they face an old friend, an old division foe, Philip Rivers. So at least, you know, they know they know Philip. But JJ, the Colts are good, man. Cool. And, and, and what I'm nervous about, JJ, is their running game. Mm. Because the Raiders got gashed by the Jets. They allowed over two hundred rushing yards to Nobody. Okay, you saw Frank Gore go down early. <laughs> like the second play of the game. They allowed over 200 rushing yards to basically nobody. Like, what makes me believe that they will contain a guy like Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines? I have him on a fantasy team, so I'm going to actually bench him in hopes that he doesn't do well <laughs> against mm-hmm. the Raiders. Or maybe I should play him since I don't ever have like <laughs> a lot of luck when it comes to playing this guy. Because whenever I play him, he doesn't do well. I put him on the bench, he, he scores a ten of points. So maybe that's what I'll do. Anyhow, what do you think about this matchup, JJ? Because I'm a little nervous, man. The only thing that really gives me hope is the fact that they know Phillip Rivers because they played against him for, for many, many years in the AFC West. Yeah, but this is a different Phillip Rivers, man, and this is a totally different team. I feel like this is the best team that uh, Filthy has ever been on, man, the Mm. best defense he's ever had around him. You know, I I don't want to say the best set of pass catchers he had around him because he has some good pass catchers, and you got to put the tight end Antonio Gates in there, but he – is in a very good situation, man. And this Colts team is very good. And I feel like this if this Colts team gets in the playoffs, they're going to be a problem mm. for a lot of teams. And that is, I mean, everybody was getting on me. All my Packer fans was getting on me because when they played the Packers, I picked the Colts to win the ball game. You did. Because, because I said the Colts, like I said, the Colts to me are like the Raiders. Well, at least before the Jets game. They know exactly <laughs> who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they know they got a good quarterback and filthy, but they know that they are a run first football team behind this big old line. And that is another thing that scares me. It's a copycat league. The Dame uh Indianapolis Colts coaches is gonna watch this Jets game and see how Johnson, a kid no nobody know, came on the scene and rushed for over a hundred, and they looking at they two backs like y'all finna eat you know <laughs> exactly behind, behind this offensive line. So this game scares me, and 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 one of the main reasons it scares me hmm. is because what the Raiders did to Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. They have a run game that could keep Derek Carr and our offense on the sideline, and they could score points and eat up clock and have them on the sideline cold. So for the Raiders, you got to use their own your their own game plan against them and you have to run the air out of this football, keep them on the sideline, but that's going to be a tough challenge against this Colts defense. So I'm very scared in this game, Fallon, as you can see as I keep going on, but I'm very scared in this game for the Raiders. Well, and here's the thing too, I'm going to be a little more scared if Josh Jacobs doesn't go. Because on Monday, John Gruden said he wasn't sure if Josh Jacobs would be available this weekend. And he said, based on what he saw last week, he wasn't sure and he couldn't make you know the proclamation that he was going to play. Um, and it actually, all signs kind of pointed to him not playing. And I'm like, all right, it's just Monday. You never know what happens comes, 
come Wednesday. And I'm sure if it's up to Josh Jacobs, he's going to play because, you know, last <laughs> last year he played with a freaking dislocated shoulder. So he's a beast. But they need him. They need him to beat the Colts. They do. But and, and, and truly, to be honest with you, though. What? Just like I told the, the Green Bay Packers, but they didn't listen to me. <laughs> what? I don't try to run the ball down the teeth of this Colts defense. Well, Justin Houston, who else they have? Darius Leonard, DeForest man, Buckner, got, who they got? Yeah, they Ooh. got dogs in there, yeah. man. They got they got dogs in there, and then you got Leonard at the linebacker. Like my mm-hmm. game plan, my game plan will be to spread them out and let Derek Carr throw the ball over the yard. That that will that will be my game plan, and let's try to score points in bunches like the. Uh, Tennessee Titans did on them the other week. It wasn't all Derrick Henry. It was the big plays on the outside, the passing game that they was making plays in. So let's throw the ball all over the yard. That will be my game plan. Even if it's short passes, like yeah. you treat them, you treat them like runs. Get the ball out your hands, some short passes, some screens, whatever they may be. You know, quick slants. Let's get the ball out our hands and, and let's make plays on the outside because. You don't want to try to run the ball down the throat, and that's the strength of their defense, and then you look at that third and longs. That, that's just my game plan. But this is going to be a good challenge for the Raiders, and I feel like if they could find a way to gut this one out, I feel like this is one of those games that is going to get them ready for the playoffs. Guess who's going to be on the other side? Uh, the secondary, their corner, who they should pick on. You know him. He was your former teammate. My former teammate. F with the Raiders. TJ Carey. Oh, TJ. But I'm saying TJ, TJ smart. TJ he knows is that smart. His, his, his pass rush going to get there. T- yeah, that's <laughs> true, know, too. TJ got a time clock in his hand. Hey, he's been making plays in recent weeks. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm just saying pick, pick on him because, uh, you know, uh, Derek faced him in, in practice every day for years. But, nah, I'm just kidding. I love TJ, though. <laughs> yeah, TJ, TJ don't know what he's doing. Yeah, and I forgot. Like, it just clicked into my head that he actually plays for the Colts. So I was like, oh, yeah, TJ does play for the Colts. But, anyways, um, no, I'm nervous for this game. I'm definitely nervous for this game. And also, JJ, not sure if you realize, but Jonathan Abram wasn't on the field this past week. And he, they're not sure. If he's gonna go this week either, so the the bottom line is the Raiders need to get healthy. But obviously, everyone's dealing with injuries. But they are missing key players in key positions. So I'm nervous if they can't get a guy like Trenton Brown back this week. If they can't get Josh Jacobs back this week or Jonathan Abram, because they sure need those three guys. Like that's for dang sure. But with that said, final score predictions. What you got? My final score prediction, and the Raider fans is not going to like to hear this. Uh, Snapola. Yeah, but I'm saying the Raiders take an L in this one. I'm saying the Colts win this ball game, and I'm saying the Colts win 27-24. to 24. The Colts win a close one. I hope I'm wrong, Raider Nation. I do. Yeah. I, I hope I sit here and as I tell you that score, like I told my Packer fans to score, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I don't mind being wrong in this case. But <laughs> that is what I believe is gonna happen, especially watching our Oak our Oakland. There we go. Our <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, our Las Vegas Raiders the last two weeks. Hopefully they can switch it around and play at a high level because I feel like they play today competition. But I like the Colts in this game, 27-24. JJ, any smart analyst like you, you're an NFL Network analyst, former player, anybody who knows football knows if you're going to pick a team, you would probably pick the Colts. It's just the smarter pick. Why? Especially based on what the Raiders have done the last two weeks. What makes you believe that they could beat a team like the Colts right now? Nothing. Nothing. You're right. However. Thank you. One of us got to do a Fallon. Come on. However, I am not an NFL Network analyst. (laughs) I am a former NBC Sports reporter covering the Raiders. And I'm also a biased fan. However, I just something in me is saying. They saw, they felt for however many minutes it was, they thought their season was over. They felt that. They don't want to feel that. (laughs) That was a wake-up call, in my opinion. We need to play better. We need to get it together. We need our season to, to continue to be alive. We need to make the playoffs. Even Derek Carr said, 
I have never made the playoffs because in 2016, he said I broke my leg. The, these free agents that we played, I mean, the free agents that we signed, they didn't come here to not make the playoffs. We have to make the playoffs. So they have to win this game, JJ. It's not a make or break if they get one out of the two, the Dolphins and the Colts. But this is going to be a huge boost. And in my opinion, they're going to get it done. Okay? They are going to get it done. By the score of, <laughs> I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. So I'm going to say 35 to 28 Raiders. Get it done. They'll be at home. Obviously no fans, but they just are going to feel comfortable at home. And um, yeah, they're going to get it done. 35 points against this Colts defense. Oh, Yes, hey. because you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. My guy Henry Ruggs is going to ca- catch another bomb. Derek Carr is not going to miss a wide open receiver anymore. <laughs> and he's just going to be clicking. He's going to have like a bounce back game. He's going to have an MVP type of game. He's going to complete well, you, 70% of his damn passes and he's going to have three touchdowns. Well, you know what, Fallon? I hope that you are right. I hope I am wrong. And when you come on this podcast next week, you say, JJ, I was right. You were wrong. I hope so. I hope I'm not coming on here like Fallon. I told you. Hold on. <laughs> disclaimer though. If Josh Jacobs doesn't play, I take it all back. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> no, yeah. But if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, man, I mean, they're in for a long day, in my opinion. They cannot get the run game going without him. Yeah, yeah you, you you, can't. Ain't no take backs. So okay, fine. No I'm just saying. Backs. You either ride with it or you not. Okay, well, here's the thing. Darren Wall is going to have another big game, but it's not going to be the tune of 200 yards at all. But a guy like Aguilar or uh, Henry Ruggs is going to have a big game as well. So I think we're going to have – I'm going to say two wide receivers, or well, a tight end, clearly, and a, a wide receiver. Both go for over 100 yards this game. That's what I, I hope think. so. That's what I think is going to happen. But anyways, yes, I hope that you are wrong and I am right. I am very nervous, though. I'm right with you. And with that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time. For James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.